Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles. We're bringing you everything you need to know in L.A. sports. This week we've got your Rams, USC, UCLA, Dodgers, Angels, and Galaxy News all wrapped up in your favorite L.A. sports cast. That's us. I'm Jeff Wilson, your host, and with me are your guys, Ben Garcia, Whoop-dee-woo. Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Don't look at me. <laughs> we'll get into that for sure in Can a bit. Can we open with that? Yeah. And joining us live via satellite, Victor Costello. Can you hear me now? Oh, there he <laughs> is. Can you hear me now? We can hear you. How's that brothel in Nevada? <laughs> say, say hi to Lamar for us. <laughs> Lamar, they're saying what's up, man. <laughs> it wasn't not, your kid sick. I knew it. <laughs> How is the little one? Vic is at home because he has a little one that had a, what, 102 degree temperature? Yeah, he had a, quite a bit of a temperature last night. Turned out to be an earache, but he's a trooper. He's doing good today. Excellent. Well, glad to hear it. We'll touch on our our dad pod. Talking <laughs> yeah, ear infections right. and uh, high fevers. <laughs> yeah. Hot topic this there week. There you go. Oh, well, let's get into super important stuff. Way more important than kids. I'm talking fantasy football, <laughs> of course. Our own Portuguese Hammer won our weekly fan duel league this past weekend. Congrats, sir. Thank you. Thank you took you home very the much. big money. You know, I have to show you guys how it's done. I know the first week we let someone else win, uh-huh. make the fans yeah. think that they had a shot. And sure. Then, then I, I played for realsies this time. <laughs> You're not supposed to hustle the listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Prepare to lose if and when I decide to play. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, Ben. We're waiting. Yeah. yeah, Ben, how did you not get in Big again word, this ben. week? I, I don't know how this works. And <laughs> no, I'm I'm not kidding, right? I don't even know how this thing works. So what what do you guys okay, so like pretty simple. Like okay, okay. so you get sixty thousand dollars. Not real money. This is like auction but, style money. And with that money, you by players, fill out your lineup. So obviously the better players are going to cost more money. So you look for where the bargains are. So, so this is like fantasy where you do two receivers, two running backs, yes. a quarterback, that kind of thing. But yeah, everyone, anyone could choose anyone. So for example, this week I picked up Cam Newton. If you wanted to pick up Cam Newton this week, you could pick him up this week also. But then your other positions are going to suffer because obviously Cam Newton is going to be more expensive than your you know, your other quarterbacks, your, Got you. your Colin Kaepernick's and your David Carr's. Yeah, so it's essentially the same. <laughs> and your Case Keenum. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get. I think they pay you to take I, Case Keenum. I guarantee Keenum. nobody drafted him this week. <laughs> well, Darren did, and he got last well, place. Okay, but, yeah, right. but, but back to signing up. So, like, you put in a credit card, and then they deduct it, like, out of, you know, your account. Have you or? used any website literally ever where you buy something? <laughs> no. It's PayPal. exactly like that. No. The way you set up an account, and then you add... Credits. So you can add $10, you can add $25, and the more money you add, you get more credits that you could enter into contests. Gotcha. But basically, our contest costs about five bucks. So you deposit 25 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever you want or to deposit five or five bucks. Okay. Yeah. And then you enter the contest. And if you win, that gets added to your account. You can cash that out whenever you want. Gotcha. Or you can let it ride. Yes. And, you know, bet on Portugal to win the Euro next time. Yeah, won't do, that won't happen. <laughs> it's super easy. Everyone out there, if you're interested, shoot us a message. We'll add you to the league. And every week we'll be doing this all season long. It's a lot of fun. Only five bucks. It's good times. It's painless. 
Despite gonna, what Ben says. Despite <laughs> what Ben says. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, Dooms, I'm a, you're a doomsday prepper. I'm just a curmudgeon, that's all. <laughs> well, and that. You're not helping our street cred online at all, Ben. All right. We're going to mix it up this week a little and talk some Dodgers because there was some exciting stuff that went down over the weekend. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Vic, talk to us. What happened with the Dodgers and Giants? Uh, the Dodgers won. That's what happened. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry, the hated Giants. Yeah, the hated Giants. Yeah, they hate, yeah, the hated Giants. They lost to the Dodgers. That's right. Dodgers came back and won it in the ninth inning off of Adrian Gonzalez's bat. Uh, and now the magic number is down to seven. They are playing again tonight. So uh, as of right now, the Giants are winning one nothing. I don't know what the score is uh, since about 15 minutes ago. But uh, prior to Adrian hitting the game-winning walk-off, uh, single, uh, Puig and Madison Bumgarner reintroduced themselves to each other <laughs> oh. and uh, had a what you would call a baseball fight, which is guys running on the field full speed, slowing down as soon as they get near each other and then slightly <laughs> pushing each other. That was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> the, the Giants bullpen comes sprinting out. Like you could see them running from a mile away. It is on. And then as soon as they get close to the players, it's just the dance. They start circling <laughs> around each other. Yeah, it's the funniest thing in the world. Although there was one angle that showed Chase Utley when he got there. He literally pushed the entire Giants back a good three feet. <laughs> all by his old self. It was awesome. They don't make them yeah. like they used but, to. I'm telling you, man. These young athletes, they're, they're not like they're not like the old ones. Old man, man strength. That's right. <laughs> old man strength. <laughs> Vic, you know about that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm old. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'd strength. <laughs> they have a history between each other, and, and Bumgarner was the, the, the guy who did the wrong on this one. I mean, yeah. he, he had no reason it was uncalled to for. stare at Puig. Yeah, you just run into the, into the, into the dugout, and that's it, like, as, a, as a player. You don't do anything else, but he had to sit there and stare at Puig and then say something, and uh, he's just a punk. He's a, he's a giant. What do you expect? And just the line itself, don't look at me. That's such a... <laughs> a pompous yeah. thing to say. Yeah. Don't you dare look in my general direction. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I, I own this space. Don't breathe my air. But I think that it's it's great for the Dodgers because oh, fires they, had a, they had a five-game lead going into that game. They, they walk out with a six-game lead, so it does reduce the magic number. And I think that beating their number one guy... Now, even though he was out of the game and they had relief pitching mm -hmm. in when Adrian Gonzalez came and hit the walk-off, you still beat them with their best guy on, on the mound. And so I think that as long as they can win one of the next two in San Francisco, I think that pretty much seals the division for the Dodgers because then they got four in Colorado, three in San Diego, or I'm sorry, four at home against Colorado and then three away in San Diego before they go away to San Francisco. And the hope is that it's already tied up by then. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But if they can rest their pitchings to get Kershaw to start, the postseason, then I think that's the way to go. Yeah, things are looking good right now. And that's the beautiful thing about the the magic numbers right now. These games against the Giants give that two game swing. Yes. So you know that's each right. win gives that no. that double incentive to. I was going to say because seven seems like a lot because you guys are doing so well, but that makes sense. That if that they get another one tonight, then that drops to five. So it's it's definitely doable. I, I love magic number time. Oh yeah, that's the best time of the year. Okay, well, I'm super happy for you, Dodger fans. Everything's great for you uh, in 
for us Angel fans, not so great. You guys still playing over there? They're still playing garbage time baseball, <laughs> for sure. The only thing of note that I do want to bring up is Alex Meyer pitched uh, his first game with the Angels and looked good. He pitched five scoreless innings against the Blue Jays, had seven strikeouts. So if you remember, he was part of the Hector Santiago trade. So we got him and Nolasco. So Nolasco's been showing flashes of brilliance. So if we maybe flipped Santiago into two starting pitchers for next season... That might be something to to be positive about. I'm 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 looking for something happy here, guys. Don't you, worry, Nolasco. Yeah, he'll, he'll throw gasoline on the fire in any important moments that you guys have next season. Uh, next year, we're shooting for third in the division. Oh yeah. You know what? It's baby steps. Baby steps. Let's talk about the Rams. Moving on to football. Oh, we, yeah. of course, were at the game. Victor Costello, which. I'm oh, just yeah. now getting my voice back. <laughs> yeah, Darren is well not done, here. Well I think done. he's still at the Coliseum. I, I think Darren's still streaking through the streets <laughs> of Los Angeles. <laughs> we won. Yeah. I don't we th- won. I don't think he wanted to face me because I told him that the Rams wouldn't score a touchdown last week. <laughs> uh, and he didn't want to make contact with me face to face, so he decided to just not show up this week. There was no offensive touchdown. Still none in 2016, which, <laughs> which is, is a little discouraging. Th- we have to look that up. Two games in with zero touchdowns. I, I actually did some oh, research. Oh. I couldn't find consecutive quarters without scoring an offensive okay. touchdown. I looked for it, and I looked really hard, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> the closest, thing, the closest thing that I could find was fewest offensive touchdowns in a season. What do you think that number is in a 16-game season? Uh, oh, wow. I would venture 20. Jeff? Are we doing prices right rules closest without <laughs> going dollar. over? Yes. I'm going to say 21. <laughs> the number, the answer is seven. You're wow. kidding! No, seven, seven offensive touchdowns. touchdowns in a season, and it was the 1977 Buccaneers. Wow! Yeah, so, so, the orange sherbet jersey. So there you go. If you look at the Rams right now, you've got 14 games left. <laughs> if you just average one touchdown every, every other two game, games, you tie them. You tie them. You want to take that action? I'll bet you. I don't want to take the action, but I'll tell you what: if they score seven or fewer touchdowns this season. You know I'm going to be in my glory. It is going to be terrible. How about this? If they score less than seven touchdowns this season, I'll submit a bachelor tape. Ooh. Fantastic. Ooh, I'm so I excited. It. I am so excited. <laughs> These guys have been yeah, trying to get me to submit yeah, a well, bachelor tape forever. And bachelor I, Jeff, it's bound to yeah. happen. I'm, <laughs> I'm reserving my reality celebrity for Survivor, but... Well, let me, let me talk a little bit about if this. If the Rams score less than seven <laughs> touchdowns... Listen. You, you got a seven or less. Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. We have a guy here who's never bought anything online, and then the other host <laughs> is saving his celebrity status for Survivor. What? What are Motley Crue here but... in right now? This is why we're doing a sports <laughs> podcast in the basement of Jeff's house. <laughs> Yeah, in 1997. Uh, don't you speak ill of my survivor? <laughs> no, but actually, I want to I want to touch on the survivor uh, on the uh, Bachelor just for a second. So, Eric and I both watch Bachelor in Paradise, not because of our yeah. wives, but because we actually like the I, show. I enjoy the show. Yes. And so there, there's always a segment oh, in the Lord. in the middle of the show where it says, "If you want to be a contestant on the Bachelor, submit a tape, and you can do it this way." So I took a picture of it and I texted it to Jeff and I said, "You need to get on this show." And I'm so glad that you, we actually made a bet for this. I'm if, nice. if they score seven. Seven or less yeah, touchdowns this season. You'll submit. I'll um, even record. I'll it. do it. I'll edit oh, it. I'll right. do anything. Shaking. I'm shaking. This Hands is are shaking. And if nothing I'm else, in. you wow. got to do it to get on Bachelor in Paradise. That's where the yes. money. The, that's where the good. The good <laughs> shows at. Yeah. 
<laughs> you get in for oh, the farm God. system. The bachelor's just a farm system. I'm, I'm only making this because there's no possible way that and, they... And, to, and just to, to kind of uh, finish things up here. So Back to sports. The fewest yeah. points in a 16-game season by an NFL team. It's not the 77 Buccaneers. How many points do you think is the minimum that you can score or that's ever been scored in a 16-game season? I think it's going to be under 100, so 75, 80, 75. Uh... I think it'd be less than that even. I'll say 63. 140. Oh. So Ooh. it's actually a lot okay. more than that. <laughs> Shows All right. right. We'll the cut that out. The 1992 Seahawks. See that Seahawks fans? You guys used to suck. Wow. <laughs> Just like this last weekend. So we were, of course, at the game, and it's one of those things where we win the game and we're ecstatic. We're like on cloud nine. Everybody's yeah, yelling, the old uniforms, screaming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just awesome. The the atmosphere was great. And then you realize, wait a minute, the score is nine Nine to three. (laughs) (laughs) If I'd been sitting at home watching this game, it would have been awful. So for those of you who were watching at home, how was the experience? Let me tell you that uh, as a new Rams fan... I am. I'm not a great Rams fan. <laughs> I gave up on the game. It was too. Did you? Yeah, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, I had a nice Sunday. With, nice Sunday with a family. I had better things to do than to watch the Rams. A defensive battle. I'd, I'd rather not waste yeah. my time watching yeah. a defensive battle. Oh, come on, that's like a pitcher's duel, right? <laughs> so actually, actually, I, I actually, actually had some interest in this thing. And and the reason being is because a the Raider game wasn't nationally televised and I don't have tickets so that was that was the reason why I was actually watching the game to begin <laughs> with. But the other thing that kept me interested was the fact that I had the bet that or it wasn't a bet but that I had mentioned that they weren't going to score a touchdown. <laughs> so that's what kept me interested. Yeah. There you go. And every time they settled for a field goal, I texted you guys and <laughs> no I said, well, yet. "Still no touchdown." <laughs> you did keep that going. We we enjoyed yeah. it very we, much. Not. But you but you know what? They may not have scored a touchdown, but they didn't allow a touchdown either. So uh, defensively, they were they were really they were on point, and uh, the we all know that they're, they're yeah we all know that their offense is going to struggle. They're not that's not their strong point. The strong point this season was supposed to be the defense, and if, if that didn't show up for this game, it was going to be I mean a really long season. And thank God they did show up. You so uh, I'm okay with. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say I, I have a comment, and that is that I, I watched the Car- or I watched the highlights of the Carolina San Francisco game, and offensively they're legit. San Francisco, Chip, yeah, yeah. San Chip Francisco Kelly has something has really turned that offense around. The fact that they were able to score twenty seven yeah. points against the Carolina defense at Carolina, yeah. even though they got yeah. smoked, you still scored twenty seven points, and you guys held them to twenty eight. And I'd say that. You know that Carolina's got one of the better defenses in the league. They're up there. So I mean, that tells me that the Rams are probably pretty darn good as well. But that offensively, you watch out for the Niners. Wait a minute, Ben. Did you just help us make a point? Did you just give a compliment to the Rams? I did. Yeah. He also and he complimented the Forty Nineers. Mr. Reality. Well. I don't hate on anybody. I tell. I call it like I see it. Vic, whatever medication you got for your son, I yeah, think we're going to need some. We're going to need some ben amoxicillin. Stat. Yeah, the, the nice goofy pink stuff. If you want more Rams news, what are you doing? You got to tune into the Guys in Shorts Rams Show. It is now also on iTunes and SoundCloud, so be sure to check that out. It's not in this feed, so you got to search for it. It's Guys in Shorts Rams Show. All right, Ben. You know what? You gave us a compliment, so we'll yeah. give you some Raiders time. Played nice. Okay, so. I'll make it quick. Raiders lost 35-28 this week. All right, thank you. All right. (laughs) Moving on in Galaxy News. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a back and forth game. It was a really good game for about three quarters. And then there was a play where Atlanta was on the Raiders side of the 50 yard line and they threw a pass at the five yard line. The ball got tipped up in the air about 20 feet in the mm. air. And that's normally an interception. And one of the receivers that was crossing the the field just happened to come across it, and they end up scoring a touchdown. If they hold them there and they score a field goal, I think it's a much different game. But they ended up scoring, and then they scored on their next possession, which basically tells me that the Raiders secondary can't stop anybody. And that's an unfortunate thing. But I'll tell you what, the Raiders played well. If they can fix the defense, they're going to be a lot better. Um, offensively, I think they're on point. And, um, you know, I'm still I'm still expecting big big things from them this season. I'll tell you what, if we put the Rams and say. the Raiders together, we'd have a super team. If, if we, we would. If we, if we get them both to L.A., you play the Ra- the Raiders on offense, Rams on defense, and we're going to the Super Bowl. Derek, uh. Derek Carr, Derek, we are set in the quarterback position for the next 10 years. And I haven't said that as a Raiders fan. Ever because, but the last time that they had a, an all-time quarterback was back in the mid '80s, really before I started following the Raiders. Vic, what's Raiders' favorite thing to say every season? Oh, they're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to get into the playoffs and lose their first game in the playoffs. But it's going to teach them to win the Super Bowl next year. Oh, so next year we're predicting a yeah, Super Bowl. Next win. year they're going to win a Super Bowl. All right, Coach. Well, ben you know it's spoken. not going to happen because we predicted it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is, uh, going back to the whole Rams-Raiders thing, is I was doing some fantasy football research, and the Raiders and Rams are literally mirror opposites when it comes to team offense and team defense. I think Raiders are either the last or second to last in defense as far as uh, points allowed uh, this year. Which surprises me because Del Rio is a defensive guy. So that tells me that he's either got young players that are still learning his system, or it tells me that by the end of the season that they're going to get it together. I'm hoping it's both, that they're young, nice. <laughs> that they'll be able to stick around for a long time, and that he fixes it by the end of the season. But offensively, as long as they can score a lot of points, they'll stay in games. That's enough Raiders stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that was way, way too much. Vic, we're going to let you go, right? You got to tend to the little one? Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for taking some time to join us. Thanks, We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we got USC still to talk about. Do we have to? (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) UCLA and Galaxy updates all coming up right after this. Tired of being sidelined due to back pain, headaches, or sciatica? Instead of medicating the symptoms, fix the cause of the problem. Here at Garcia Chiropractic, we do a thorough evaluation of every patient. Our digital x-ray analysis gets to the root of the problem and gets you back in the game. Go online to dannygarciadc.com to schedule a new patient exam. Mention Guys in Shorts and you'll receive a complimentary 30-minute massage. Again, that's dannygarciadc.com. dannygarciadc.com. Schedule your exam today. We are back. Shall we jump right into some USC Let's go for news? It. Let's go for it. So what do we got? I'm just going to come right out and say it. Stanford beat USC 27 to 10. And the bottom line is that Stanford is a better team. Okay. It, actually, USC is two players away from being as good as Stanford. Yes. Talent-wise, I don't think USC is very far off from where Stanford is. Absolutely. If the SC could get a, a decent quarterback and a guy like Ed, or not Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> like <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Those two players make all the difference in the world. And SC has got players that competed with Stanford, but it was those two players that made the difference. And and I'm not going to panic yet. Uh, Despite SC being one and two, the losses come to number one Alabama, 
Number seven, Stanford, who, like Ben mentioned, has a legitimate Heisman candidate with uh, Christian McCaffrey. So you can't really be down on these two losses because they are teams that are, are worthy opponents. And 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 that's that's the the interesting thing. In the first half is. Uh, I believe it was 17 to, to three mm-hmm. at the end of the first half, but mm-hmm. it really was a closer game than that. It was two blown it, yeah, coverages. Yeah, it was. It was and th- that's the other thing that's kind of infuriating is because you know Christian McCaffrey is the Heisman candidate, I, USC was so concerned with the run, and then they left him wide open oh, yeah. after that. So if there's one guy you don't leave wide open, yeah. it's McCaffrey, and he got that 56-yard yep. touchdown, and that's when I knew the game was over is because if you're going to leave him uncovered, then yep. the, and he's going to make those big plays and get, get the all purpose yardage then then we don't we're we're shooting ourselves in the foot yeah and there's there's a couple things that i kind of got out of it and to me this is coaching there was at least seven offside penalties on the offense for usc six six false starts yeah Yeah. that's what it was okay six and you know it's not the yardage that really matters because it's only five yards but what kills you is let's say you were third and two and it was an it was that an happened, yeah. easy run play that you can go up the middle. And SC was averaging the was, yeah, the about was five working. yards a, a carry. So, you know, they could easily pick up that first down with a run up the middle or around the side or something. But now it's a third and seven, and now they're having to rely on their quarterback. And now Stanford is in a defense that's looking for the pass, and it stopped a lot of offensive drives. And then the other thing that I noticed was that there were several offensive possessions where USC was running the ball consistently and they were getting five yards a carry, you know, three, you know, three downs, first down, three downs, first down. And then every so often they, they would kind of intermix it with uh, a, 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 a fake of a, of a run and then they throw it downfield and everything was, was, was clicking. And then the next offensive possession, three passes, three and out. Done. And it's like, mm. if you know that that's working, why not continue to go to the well until they stop it? You know, because then they'll have to bring the secondary up. They'll bring the safeties up to stop the run. And now you can go downfield. And so, again, that's a coaching thing that I think that that either Clay Helton needs to talk to the offensive coordinator, or maybe it's coming from Clay Helton that, that this is what we're going to do. Something needs to change. And part of it, I think, falls on Max Brown as well. Because when they were forced into those situations where maybe it was a third and two or a third and three, then it becomes a, you know, a third and eight, third and nine, and that happened a lot. They were forced to pass. And the thing that... that kind of upset me with with Max Brown and watching him go is Juju Smith-Schuster is our best wide receiver and he is not um, Max Brown's guy. You could tell that Max Brown prefers to throw to Darius Rogers, which is fine if you have your guy, but there's more upside with Juju Smith. So you got to get him the ball. So that's you got the fact that he's not seeking him out and he's not getting the targets was an issue for me because last season Juju was Cody Kessler's guy and he got most of the looks and that's why he had so many big games. And so it's one thing when you're not getting him the ball, but the few the few times that Juju did get the ball, he's suffering from Odell Beckham Jr. syndrome. He's trying to catch the ball with one hand. He uh. <laughs> needs to use to it. You got two hands, use uh-huh. them. So he's trying to make the ESPN top 10 play. Yep. And he, he has so much talent that if he just put two hands out there, he, he could have grabbed a few a few balls that would have just made a huge difference in the game. So part of it's on Max Brown for not giving Juju Smith the looks, and part of it's on Juju for, to me, showing a little bit lack of yeah, effort, which goes back to coaching and discipline. If they're getting false starts, their players, their wide receivers aren't trying to grab the ball with two hands, that goes back to coaching. And talent-wise, we mentioned that talent-wise, USC was not far off from Stanford, but coaching-wise, they got hustled. And, and, yeah, and Stanford to, was ready. And to follow that idea, so 
here's here's a the perfect example of, of of I think where Clay Helton is just not he's not USC, and that was in the end of the second quarter when the when SC was down seventeen to three, they were on their side of the forty. They had forty yards to, for a touchdown, and they were third and five. In the old days, they used to run. And if they didn't get the first down, they'd get three or four of those yards, and they'd be at fourth and two on their side of the field. And you know what Pete Carroll would do. He'd go for it. Why did he go for it? It was because he trusted his players. He believed that they could get it. Clay Helton passed. And that was that. And that was it. <laughs> then they had to punt. So that's, that's you know, and then in the fourth quarter, there was a point where I think there was about five minutes left, and they were down 17 points, and they punted. On their side of the yes. field, that punt was also you. It's towards the end of the game. You got to go for it at some point, yeah. and you just you're waving the white flag, which which I did not get. Yeah, you're away a loss 27, 27 to ten, thirty four to ten. What's the difference? But if you score but the if touchdown, you get 27, 17, you get the onside yeah. kick. And now this is a game, you know. And so those are just the little decisions that tell me that. I don't think he has the locker room. I don't think that he is the right guy for the job. Now here he is. Two he, games in. Well, no, yeah. he's well, two games he in this last season. season as well. Yeah, but he lost he, after the UCLA game. He lost the Pac-12 championship. He loses the bowl game. He loses to Alabama. He beats a Utah team that we were supposed to beat. Now he's lost to Stanford. So he's one in four since he's been the head guy. Which I'd like to point out, <clears throat> Pete Carroll was one in four when he started as well for SC. And so, so if, I will I will hold myself from saying let's go ahead and fire him. I do think we need to, we need yeah. to give him a season. We gave him a four-year contract, so we do need to stick with him for at least a year. The other big takeaway from this game is Max Brown was just not impressive. Yes. So guys in shorts actually got a prediction right. I said that Darnold looked good in that those first and the second game in particular, and he'd probably be the starter before the end of the season. And this week, Helton announced that Sam Darnold will be the starter for this Friday hey, versus, versus uh, number 24, Utah. So the the thing I want to add to that is Coach Helton said that the team needed a spark. Mm -hmm. So like you said, if he doesn't have the locker room, if he's struggling getting his guys going, naming Darnold the starter is a spark. It, it creates, you know, some hype, some excitement going into the game especially against if, Utah. Especially if the teammates believe that he should have been the starter. No one ever said, wow, that Max Brown is something special. Nope. It's just he was the next guy in line. Yep. But you hear tons of people saying, did you see what Darnold did in practice? That guy is impressive. That guy's got it. When I was watching him come in in the fourth quarter, I saw everything that I needed to see. It was the fourth quarter. They were out of the game, so Darnold was getting some garbage time. He scrambled out of the park, the pocket, tried to get a run going. He got wrapped up by Stanford, and instead of just going down and admitting defeat, he kept running. He looked like a running back just oh, well. moving his feet, and he tried to move the pile as much as he could. So in the fourth quarter, down, he's surrounded by Stanford defenders, and he's still pushing, trying to get yardage. That tells me everything that I need to, to know about this guy, and he's definitely the future. I and like it. if these first three games, Brown doesn't have it, it's clear that Brown doesn't have it. Let's put Darnold in there. Even if SC decides... Well, if we concede, okay, this year isn't going to be the year, let's give Darnold the minutes and he'll be our, our freshman, freshman phenom. Yep. I'll give you Case Keenum for him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he'll put points on the board. Yeah, right. All right. Fair and balanced. Time for everyone. The fastest growing <laughs> guys in short segment. Sweeping sensation. Southern California. I'm, of course, talking about USC fans talking UCLA football. <laughs> What do we got? So UCLA, they're two and one. They won this week. They beat uh, they beat BYU seventeen to fourteen, and they went. They jumped ahead, and they actually had uh, a, a sizable lead 
And it was really an ugly game. Yeah, neither, it was another one of those defensive showcases. Yeah, neither team really... Oh, I off- love those. I love them. <laughs> you would. Awesome. You know what? You should become a soccer fan, too. <laughs> hey, hey. But neither team really was better than the other. I think yeah. that UCLA jumped up front. They were up uh, 10 to nothing at halftime. And then they went into the fourth quarter up 17 to 7. And then they allowed kind of a quote-unquote garbage time... Um, uh, touchdown, which made it a close game. So they pretty much were well in hand most of the game, but they were underwhelming offensively <laughs> and defensively. Maybe they were good, but I'd like to think that it was BYU was just inefficient and not very good offensively. Yeah, and BYU, and that's the thing. BYU, I don't know that they're a powerhouse that that's that you know they really should have given UCLA that close of a game, even though, like you said, it was garbage time. So the, when you look at the stat line, Rosen was 307 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, which doesn't look like a bad stat line. But if you watch parts of that game, it's almost like where did where did those yards come from? So it's impressive that he was able to get those stats, but it really wasn't impressive with the eyeball test. It's called yards after the catch. Yeah. <laughs> so so the real test, Stanford, who just beat up on on USC, is coming to the Rose Bowl this weekend. So this is going to see we're going to see if UCLA is for real. If they give Stanford a game, then maybe we can start being fair and balanced and giving UCLA some love. But right now, UCLA, you haven't beaten anybody. Yeah, you haven't from, done anything special from an athletic standpoint. <laughs> I don't think that they have the athletes that SC did. So yes. like we had Talent- mentioned. Wise, they don't have as athletic, much as SC. Athlete, uh, athlete wise, Stanford USC was very competitive because they had very similar type athletes. I just don't think that UCLA has the athletes to compete for four quarters. I think that Stanford best case scenario, bodies, yeah. best case scenario is they'll compete for three quarters, and the fourth quarter will be a disaster because I think that Stanford's size and speed will overwhelm them. Really good guys, you did a good job. <laughs> we didn't. You, you crap almost on sounded <laughs> interested in UCLA we football sure there crap for a on second. Them a little bit. <laughs> All right, we got to move on to soccer, of course, because that's what we do. Is Big finish. Finish Here we go. the show yeah, with some soccer. What do we got? Galaxy played. So the Galaxy played this weekend. They were away at Sporting Kansas City. They're formerly known as the Kansas City Wiz. So they're always the Wiz. I hate. I hate. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to stop you so for that. Here we bad. go. I we're hate, so bad. Ten seconds in. I hate that. I know players' names now, and that I know that they're sporting <laughs> Kansas City. I know that it's like FC this and FC that. Yeah, I'll tell you, I've been in some conversations just outside. I wouldn't say at parties because I don't go to parties, but at get-togethers. <laughs> Especially where people talk soccer, you don't go to those parties. Yeah. Your and daughter's tea party, somebody, maybe. Somebody will mention something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Jossie Zardes or whatever. And, and, and it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but it's because of Eric's updates. Like well, out-of-body experience talking <laughs> <Yes>. soccer. <laughs> So they were away at Sporting Kansas City. The big news going into it is that Giovanni Dos Santos was out. He was not in the lineup. He had some hip flexor tightness. Sounds like a baseball injury to me. Yeah, some tightness, missing some games. So he's been a man possessed in the past few games. So the others were going to have to step it up. So in the midfield, they had their youngsters back in there with the exception of a guy named Jeff Lorenowitz, who's kind of a veteran player. So he was slotted in. Robbie Keane was back in the starting lineup. So that was a nice thing. So... uh, Right from the start, Kansas Kansas City controlled the game. They had tons of possession, but the Galaxy was able to get a, a goal in early. In the first seven minutes, they got a header from Alan Gordon. So you haven't heard me talk about him much, but the expectation from him last year and this year was kind of to be a super sub. And this is the second game he's had to step up because of injuries he started. So it's his second goal in two games. So I, I kind of like to compare well. myself to Alan Gordon. He's not very <laughs> he's not very good, but he's going to pull a goal out of his ass every once in a All while. All right. So All uh, right. yeah. So he 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 was 
was able to get another goal. They, they call him the Bash Brother because after he scores goals, he kind of goes and chest bumps people. He's famously knocked over Robbie Keane. Last week, he floored Yella Van Dam while celebrating. And Yella Van Dam is 6'3", 200 pounds. So for him to knock him over Yeah, but he's a soccer player, impressive. so that means he's got no backbone. <laughs> he's soft. Van Dam is flopping. not soft. We'll, we'll, we'll get to him a little bit. So this week, uh, it was funny. Uh, Alan Gordon hit him with a soft bash. He just gave him a hug. He didn't. He didn't go for okay. the, the big finish. So I always thought of him as a super sub for the Galaxy. So it's nice to see him getting on the board. But the Galaxy has another super sub that we'll talk about a little bit later. So uh, as the game went on, Kansas City continued to possess the game. So once the Galaxy got the goal, they they did what's called parking the bus. They just sat back and let Kansas City attack. So you got to give credit to Yella Van Dam. He's that defender that I keep bringing up, and he's just been phenomenal in shutting other teams down. But the problem with parking the bus and sitting back is you knew the goal was coming. Kansas City just had so much possession and they were attacking so often that you knew it was just a matter of time before they got on the I board. I hear a 0-0 zero, zero tie coming up. <laughs> well, the Galaxy's already up 1-0. Oh, okay. It'll be a 1-1 one, one tie. <laughs> so, in the second half, Kansas City continued with a possession and they were able to actually score two goals. So they scored twice uh, with the possession. So they took the lead 2-1. It was very hot. You can tell that the players were struggling because of the heat. They, they were very tired. They were, you know, obviously fatigued because of the weather. They're missing uh, Giovanni, so the fact that they were down 2-1, they're missing Gio, they're not playing that well. I was already thinking in my head how this Galaxy update's going to go and how, you know, they didn't play well and they're not going to get it going. But then in the 76th minute, or 74th minute, excuse me, we brought on our super sub and that super sub is Mr. Landon Donovan. Uh, So with 15 minutes left in the game, they brought in Landon Donovan. He was subbed on in the 74th minute and he scored in the 76th minute. Wow. So he is St. Landon, our savior. He came on <laughs> and he provided a spark. When he came on the field, he re-energized the team. These players looked dog tired. They were dead because of the heat. But Landon came on and he just, he provided a spark. He was exactly what the Galaxy needed. He had a beautiful give and go with our defender, Robbie Rogers. And he just slotted home an impeccable touch. And you just thought to yourself, Landon still got it. So second really? game back and he just has the touch. And the best part about this is as he was being subbed on, the Kansas City fans were having AARP chant. They were uh. clowning him, kind of making fun of him because he's old, he's washed up. That's even and, better. And two minutes later, he scores to shut them up. And he puts his hands to his ears saying, what was that? Can't yeah. hear you. So it was just perfect, perfect you know, fitting. He's balder than ever, but he's still helping the Galaxy get back in the game. So the That's game ended great. 2-2 thanks to St. Landon, our savior. And then I'm happy. So I'm happy with the point. This is a, a, a tie that felt like a win because they were down. They weren't playing their well, but they were still able to steal a point thanks to the great defense by Yella Van Dam and then our, our super sub, Landon Donovan, uh. which if he continues to do that, that this is going to be the year. I know we now, mentioned it. We've missed your bipolar. They're going to win. They're going to lose. They suck this year. We're winning the championship. But if this Landon Donovan in this role coming off the bench, providing a spark when teams are tired and when teams have already shown their best option, we're bringing a guy with that much experience and that much class on the ball. It, this is He's a dangerous weapon for now, the Galaxy to add. You mentioned that the other players... Landon energizes these guys when he gets on the field. Do they look up to yes, Landon? Yes, he's I mean, a legend. Is he, a, he, he, so he is a legend. He is a legend, even with these European guys. Well, he, I think even with the European guys. So Landon Donovan is a name where even 
outside of the United States, people know who he is. Okay. And he's Mr. America. He's Captain America. People outside, they may not know. Don't you take that captain <laughs> away from him. <laughs> they, they, might, they might not know any American players, but when they think of United States soccer, they think, oh, they have Landon Donovan. He's that guy. He's the guy that okay. they know from the United States. He's so, the Ronaldo so he, of, he, the of the United States. He's yeah. our greatest player ever. When, so I, when given... I hear Captain America, I think of Randy Couture. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they're just as bald. They have yeah. the same amount of hair. <laughs> so the Galaxy's still in second place. There's four games left. Uh, two of them are against FC Dallas, which is in first place. And like we mentioned with the Dodgers, how them, those magic numbers against the Giants, a win against the Giants is really like a two-point, a two-game victory. A win against FC Dallas is like a six-point six game because you're, you're there in first place, so you'd be trying to leapfrog them ahead. So with two games against them, if they can get some results, and then they also play Seattle this week, which you don't want to count Seattle out yet because they're fighting for a playoff spot, so they're going to be hungry. So you don't want to overlook that game, but the games against Dallas are going to be huge. And it also would be nice to eliminate Seattle from playoff contention since they knocked us out last year. Oh, but yeah. I'm just going to end it. You know, Landon Donovan is back. We're winning the cup. And to just jab that <laughs> knife a little further into, into the Seattle, LA, yeah, LA Seattle rivalry LA's there. just got Seattle covered. We got gotcha. you. Good stuff all around. I, I tell you what, Galaxy win, Rams win, Dodgers playoff bound. Life is good. Raiders lost. This was a good week in <laughs> L.A. sports. You want me to make it better? Ben's talking about soccer at parties. <laughs> oh, don't tell me Kardashian update. It's not a Kardashian update. <laughs> ah, Give the got? people what they want. I just I want to take 30 seconds and congratulate Jeff. I know there's about 10 games left in the season, but Pujols is batting 265. <sighs> oh, wow. Oh, that's such a great. Oh, there's wow, money. We're paying up. I'm going to pay We're up early. We're paying up early. You, did you bring your scanner? I think this is counter, wow. counterfeit money. So, no. I'm, <laughs> you know what? Listen, I'm going to I'm going to give credit. This feels great. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. You chose the right side of 250. I did. You know, it didn't help the Angels. I'm still standing by. <laughs> it did not at all. I'm still standing by my statement that the Angels will not win a World Series while Albert Pujols is on the team. Yes, that's true. Actually, I'll be giving you that hundred back. Yes, <laughs> yes. If I lose that, but I want you to revel. But I want you to revel in the opportunity oh. to take the money from me and know that you defeated me. Oh in my well gosh, done. it feels good. You're I'll welcome. tell you what, I'm gonna. There's a silver lining for this. I don't this know season. if I'm even gonna spend this. I'm just, just gonna, gonna hang it. it on the wall. <laughs> yeah, put that in the studio. Just, just hang it. And then in about five years, you can give it back. <laughs> nope. Is there We're interest, doing it. Is there interest we running on that? We are doing it. <laughs> we got to get out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, be sure to check out our Ram Show, Guys in Shorts, Ram Show, and review it on iTunes. And while you're at it, review this show, too. That definitely helps in the ratings. Five stars. Oh, yeah. Or go home. Yeah. If you're going to review less than <laughs> four stars... Then no, no five bother. stars. Yeah. Five give us, stars. I'm give us five. to it. Yeah. I like it. I want in fantasy football. <laughs> Find us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. Facebook, we're on there. GuysinShorts.com is where you can find us online. And the voicemail, if you'd like to leave us one, 562-450-3356. And don't forget to let us know if you want to play FanDuel. It's a ton of fun. Five bucks. Some good smack talking in there. We'll mention you on the show. Somebody's got to dethrone the <laughs> you hammer You can here. just make your checks payable to me. And, um, <laughs> you know, donations to the, the Landon Donovan uh, retirement fund. <laughs> right. Yeah. For Victor Costello, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson, and we'll see you guys next week.